Welcome to the You on the Camino de Santiago podcast, season two, helping pilgrims get ready for their first pilgrimage walk on the Camino. With your host, Camino guide and longtime pilgrim, Nancy Reynolds of the Camino Experience. Doing the Camino de Santiago will require you to be outdoors walking for hours each day. How do you dress for walking the Camino? And what will you wear when you're not walking in the evenings? How do you protect yourself from the elements? What gear will you need for walking? We are going to look at all of that. Our goal here is to be sure you have the right clothes for the job, which means the right clothes for the weather you are likely to encounter while on the Camino. Having the right clothes will make it possible for you to pack light, no extras just in case. It means you will be comfortable on the trail. It could even be a question of safety, which means staying dry and preventing overheating in hot weather and hypothermia in cold weather. Hi, this is Nancy, and in this episode, we are going to get dressed for walking the Camino from the inside out, meaning everything from undergarments to rain gear. And I will wrap up this episode with a top tip that is sort of related to packing, but that will shift our focus ever so slightly. You may have noticed that on all these topics on getting ready to walk the Camino, I don't give you, well, the short answer. You can get excellent short answers on Facebook and in YouTube videos. Excellent information on getting started. What you get here with the You on the Camino de Santiago podcast is, well, the long answer. I do that because I want to invite you to take your time, evaluate your options, and ultimately create the Camino experience that is right for you. It goes back to one of the top tips I shared with you in season one. Don't rush the start. By taking our time during the getting started and getting ready phases, we can approach the Camino in a more mindful way, thoughtfully crafting what will be for many people a once-in-a-lifetime experience. And since you will never again get a first Camino, why not enjoy the process? We are now in the middle of a multi-episode discussion of how to pack for the Camino. I suspect this trip will be different from any other trip you've taken. Yes? How then is packing different from other trips? Well, we are about to find out. By now you may be wondering, How many changes of clothes do I need to bring? How many pairs of socks and knickers or underwear? What do I wear when I'm not hiking? How do I keep my backpack weight as low as possible and bring everything I will need and want? You may be wondering if you should bring a rain poncho or if a rain jacket would be better and which brands are good. And what if I get it wrong? What if I get to the Camino and my hiking clothes aren't just right? What if, what if, 
what if? Are you ready for some answers to these questions? Let's get started. First up, I want to say that you can walk the Camino in any clothing you like. Something you already own and wear every day or wear for hiking and walking around your neighborhood. Or you can wear what are commonly referred to as hiking clothes. Honestly, I've seen everything on the trail. So I want you to know that while ideally you would walk the Camino in clothes specifically designed for hiking, don't not walk the Camino because you think you don't have the right clothes to walk in. Hiking clothes are made from synthetic materials or some blend of wool. They can be a little pricey, but in my opinion, the benefits are worth it. If cost is a concern, you can start shopping around early to look for deals or start visiting thrift stores for the occasional treasure. Being made of synthetic and wool fabrics mean that hiking clothes do two great things for you. One, they wick moisture away from your skin, which really helps when you sweat. Two, they dry quickly after washing, which is essential with the schedule you'll be keeping on the Camino, walking every day. Ideally, you would want to wear these quick dry shorts and pants or shorts rather than, say, jeans and a cotton t-shirt. Cotton takes a long time to dry, which can make you very cold once you start to sweat from exertion or if you get caught in the rain. And cotton keeps you sweaty in hot weather. Jeans are also very heavy from a pilgrim-centric perspective and even heavier when they are wet from the rain or from not getting dry on laundry day. There is actually a pretty standard formula for what to wear when hiking. And I want to emphasize that this formula works regardless of when you are walking. Have you heard that there is no such thing as bad weather? Only the wrong gear? This is where that comes into play. The idea is to dress in layers so that you can add more if it's cold or wet and take off layers if it's hot or dry. Here's an overview of the formula. One, you start with a base layer. Then, number two, you add a layer for warmth. And then three, you add a waterproof layer. Let's dive into each of those layers. One, start with a base layer. This is the layer that goes next to your skin. As I said before, the purpose of your base layer is to wick moisture, sweat, away from your body. Base layers come in different weights, and you would choose one based on the weather you're expecting. Lighter for hot weather, heavier for colder weather. Lightweight merino wool shirts that are specifically designed for hiking are good choices, as are the synthetic materials such as polyester and nylon. Sleeve length is personal. You would select long or short sleeves depending on the season and your tolerance for sun, heat, and cold. Your base layer on the bottom would be a pair of pants or shorts, depending on the weather and your preferences. A popular option is those hiking pants with the zip-off legs that transform into shorts. Again, these would be made from quick-dry fabric so they will wick moisture and dry quickly. 
Other options for the bottom layer are leggings made for hiking, hiking skirts, and kilts for the men. It really is a matter of personal choice. The one thing I would say is to choose something with pockets. Very useful for managing certain small items on the trail, like your lip balm, Euro coins, and the rubber tips of your trekking poles. Once you get your base layer set, then you add a layer for warmth. This can be a fleece, a soft shell jacket, or a puffy jacket, or some combination of the three. You would want to choose the weight of your warmth layer based on the anticipated weather conditions and on how cold you tend to get. Heavier for colder weather, lighter for warmer weather. Personally, I choose warmer, heavier layers over lighter ones as I often need more warmth after exertion than when I'm just going about my day. And I bring both a fleece and a puffy jacket. That way, I can wear one on the trail during the day and keep the other one clean and sweat-free for the end of the day and possibly even to sleep in. Don't forget a hat a wide-brimmed hat for sunny days, and a warm hat for cold days. Many pilgrims opt for the functional and adaptable buff, which you'll find in Camino-themed fabrics along the trail. If you're walking in winter, early spring, or late fall, you may also want to bring along gloves and a scarf. These items can also be purchased in shops on the Camino if you prefer to wait to see how the weather patterns develop. Our third layer is a waterproof layer. It won't rain every day, but you will need to stay dry when it does rain. There's always a great debate as to whether a poncho or a rain jacket and pants combo is the best way to go. So again, it is a personal choice. Your rain gear will add extra weight to your backpack, but this is weight well spent. Getting wet on the trail is not just uncomfortable, it can also be dangerous. If you were to get caught out in the rain, in the cold, without rain gear, kilometers away from the next town or village, you could find yourself in a life-threatening situation. Rain gear is definitely worth its weight. Let's look at the pros and cons of your rain gear options. First, a waterproof poncho. Many pilgrims opt for a poncho because it will cover and keep everything dry and protected. The poncho goes over you and your backpack and protects you down to about your knees. Ponchos are typically less expensive than waterproof rain jackets, coming in around, say, 60 euros for a high-quality poncho. And you do want to invest in a good poncho. The small, lightweight, flimsy, cheap ponchos you pick up at the drugstore will last you about an hour on the Camino and even less in heavy rain. And they won't keep you dry. There are a couple of cons or negatives with ponchos. From what I've seen, It looks like it's a bit of a production to get a poncho on and over your backpack. It requires a lot of maneuvering to get it in place, 
and often requires help from another person. Same with getting it off. If you're walking in high winds, the poncho can become、oh, a bit like a sail, blowing around and away from your body and allowing rainwater to get to you. Wind happens on the Camino, unpredictably, of course, so there's really no guarantee if this will be an issue for you. The last thing to mention about ponchos is that because they cover only to the top of your legs, you will also want a strategy for keeping your legs and feet dry. More on this in a moment. I am a rain jacket girl, so let me talk about that option next. I love my waterproof rain jacket because it keeps me nice and dry, and it's easy to get on and off. It also adds an extra layer of warmth in colder weather because it's close to my body, and I don't think a poncho would do that as well. And in my experience, a rain jacket works far better than a poncho when I need rain protection in the evenings, walking around the town or city, and when I'm traveling to and from the trail. You don't see many pilgrims in ponchos walking around Madrid or Paris. In my opinion, a rain jacket is a much more practical, all-purpose waterproof option. Still, there are a couple of cons or negatives with wearing a rain jacket on the Camino. Not big ones, but if you will use a rain jacket instead of a poncho, you will need a way to keep your backpack dry. For me, that's a two-step process. First, you'll need a waterproof backpack cover. Many backpacks come with a cover included in the price. Check for a hidden pocket on the bottom of your backpack. You may find a rain cover hiding there. If not, you will need to buy one, which you can do at a sporting goods store or at one of the pilgrim-focused shops on the Camino. Backpack covers will get you most of the way there, but I highly recommend also lining your backpack with a large black trash bag or bin liner, and putting everything on the inside of that bag. Then securely close up the trash bag so that any water that gets into your backpack won't get to your stuff. This will be the only way to be sure everything stays dry. If you were to find yourself walking in a downpour, one thing that won't stay dry when you use a rain jacket and backpack cover combo, no matter what you do, are the straps of your backpack. I've never been particularly concerned about this, but if you think it would be a problem for you, then a poncho might be the better way to go for your rain gear. The other potential negative with a rain jacket is the cost. While a good poncho will run around 60 euros, a high-quality rain jacket could set you back 100 to 200 dollars or more. I think the extra money is worth the additional versatility, though. I wear my rain jacket when I'm not on the Camino, when I'm at home, so I get a lot of use out of it. Unless I'm in heavy rain or if it's really cold, I don't worry too much about my legs getting wet. That's because I wear hiking pants made from a quick-dry fabric, and I know that if I'm caught out in the rain, my pants will dry quickly once I'm inside. 
if I'm walking in any month other than June, July, or August, I wear waterproof boots, so I also don't worry about my feet getting wet. Still, I also bring along a pair of waterproof rain pants. Like my rain jacket, waterproof pants also add a layer of warmth while keeping me dry, perfect for cold days. And they also cover up the top of my boots, which will prevent water from getting into my boots from the top, which, by the way, is the most likely way your feet will get wet and stay wet. The only downside I've found with rain pants is that they can be tough to get on and off when you're on the trail. I can get my rain pants on without taking off my boots, but putting rain pants on over boots can be a messy affair. And it's even more challenging if there's nowhere to sit. The best bet is to put on the rain pants before you put on your boots, before you start walking in the morning. But curiously, it's not always raining then, so you wouldn't really put them on then. Another solution to keep your feet dry is to wear gaiters. Gaiters cover your lower legs and the top of your boots, and they serve to keep debris out of your boots. Waterproof gaiters will also help to keep out rainwater. If you're on a budget, gaiters will be cheaper than rain pants, and they'll be lighter. So to sum up the discussion of rainwear options, option one is to use a poncho with either rain pants or gaiters, or neither of those, if you're walking in one of the typically drier months. Option two is to use a rain jacket and a backpack rain cover with either rain pants or gaiters, or again, neither, if you're walking in one of the drier months. The key, I think, is to do your physical training for the Camino wearing the clothes you want to walk it in. Test drive everything and be sure every item will work for a long walk. Get to know your tolerance level for different kinds of weather and different temperature ranges and see what it's like to walk in the layers you've chosen. Minimally, be sure you've had a chance to take at least one long walk in your hiking clothes, wearing your backpack fully loaded with all your clothes and gear. Pay attention to where things rub and how they feel as you begin to sweat. Ideally, you would do much more than one long walk. Ideally, you would spend several consecutive days outside in different kinds of weather. Oh, well, if you can't do that, at least be aware that that's what you can expect on the Camino. This has been a long discussion on dressing in layers for your Camino walk. If you'd like to learn more about dressing in layers, you can follow the link in the show notes for an article I found that's from the U.S. company REI, which is Recreational Equipment Incorporated, on how to choose hiking clothes. What will you wear when you aren't walking? Well, anything you like, really. Just be sure to select lightweight clothing items over heavier ones. That means, for example, khaki pants instead of jeans and a cashmere or merino wool sweater instead of a thick, bulky cardigan. 
many pilgrims choose another set of hiking clothes for their second set of clothes. This is a great idea because then you will always have something to walk in. If your primary hiking clothes are dirty or if it's laundry day and they haven't dried completely, no problem. You simply wear your second set of hiking clothes. That's another hiking shirt and another pair of pants or shorts or skirt or kilt. Is that it? For ultralight packers, yes. Two changes of clothes, period. One to walk in and one to wear in the evenings with long or short sleeve shirts and pants, shorts, or skirt to match the anticipated weather and your personal preference. When I was packing ultralight in my early years on the Camino, I would sleep in my evening clothes. No pajamas needed. If you can carry a bit more weight, you may want to bring along something extra to sleep in. A good choice would be something that can also be worn during the day or that can be used as an additional layer in colder weather. For example, I often bring along another hiking shirt to sleep in. I can also wear it in the evenings if all my other clothes are in the laundry. I also bring along a pair of lightweight leggings to sleep in, which can be worn under my hiking pants on cold mornings. In any event, if you'll be staying in the albergues in the shared dorm rooms, bring along something that covers your personal level of modesty. You may also want to bring along something to wear in the larger cities, you know, something a bit more presentable than the standard pilgrim fashion. Not that you need to. Pilgrims dressed like pilgrims are welcomed everywhere on the Camino, including in restaurants, churches, and cathedrals. But you may want to get out of your hiking clothes every so often. Ladies, maybe you'd like to bring along a lightweight travel dress or a scarf to dress things up. Whatever you bring along, be mindful of its weight. Clothes are heavier than we think, and the weight adds up quickly. Of course, if you're going to use one of the luggage transport services on the Camino, you don't need to worry too much about weight, as long as you don't go over the 15 to 20 kilo weight limits of the transport companies, which, by the way, is way more than you would have if you are carrying your backpack. If you will be traveling before or after your Camino pilgrimage, you may have extra items with you that you don't want to carry on the trail. Things like extra clothes and shoes, or a normal everyday coat. For some ideas on what to do with these items while walking the Camino, check out Season 2, Episode 1 of this podcast for the full story on how to use the luggage transport services and how to send items to Santiago for pickup after your walk. The last category of clothes to talk about are your undergarments. My magic number for this is three. Three pairs of underpants or knickers, three bras, and three pairs of socks. Yes, you can get by with two of each of those items, but here's why I bring three. First, underpants. You will be washing your undies or knickers after each use. Conventional hiking wisdom says to bring quick-dry underpants, but I don't. 
I bring the cotton undies I wear every day because they are more comfortable. For me, fit and familiarity are more important than the quick dry feature. Cotton doesn't dry as fast, and occasionally on cold days, my undies won't get dry overnight or even during the day. No problem if I have a third pair. Also, there are days when I am simply too tired to do my hand washing at the end of a long walk, or I just don't feel like it. Having a third pair of undies means I can skip washing for a day and still have a clean pair on hand. Now for the ladies, the same goes for bras. Bras are even more personal than undies, and I won't take the risk of being braless if, say, one of my bras becomes damaged or I accidentally leave one behind on the drying line. If you are hard to fit, finding a replacement bra in Spain could be a time-consuming and frustrating experience. I prefer to prevent that situation altogether. If you are used to wearing a sports bra when you hike or exercise, then bring that along. If not, you can hike in whatever you usually wear every day. The key is to have something that can be easily hand-washed, that will dry quickly on the line, and that can be folded up and squashed in your backpack. Next up are socks. Again, I bring three pairs. Two to wear and switch out throughout the day when I take breaks, and one for the evenings. Part of my blister prevention plan is to stop, take off my boots and socks, and air out my feet every hour or so. At the end of each break, I put on a different pair of socks and hang the sweaty pair on the outside of my backpack to dry. And then, after my after-walking shower, I put on my third pair, which is another pair of hiking socks, but one that is clean and dry. This third pair is my backup pair for the trail, in case something doesn't get dry on laundry day. Let's sum this up. If you will be packing ultralight, you can get by with just two changes of clothes, two tops and two bottoms, plus two to three each of all your undergarments. If you are okay carrying a little extra weight, you can add in additional items and have some variety in your Camino wardrobe. If you're using a luggage transport service, you can pack just about whatever you like, as long as the bag doesn't exceed the weight limits. Have you noticed that I haven't mentioned any brand names when talking about clothing and rain gear? That's because in my experience and opinion, the brand you choose is less important than if the items have the features and benefits you need for walking the Camino. There are many good, reputable brands out there. All will offer some combination of the features discussed so far. Quick dry, lightweight, specific fabrics. Each will fit a bit differently, and that's where you come in. We are all so different. What works for me may not work for you, so test driving your clothing and gear is an essential step in preparing for the Camino.
Now let's go to this episode's top tip. Here it is. Walking the Camino is about so much more than your packing list. It's about more than finding the right socks and backpack and deciding if you should use trekking poles. More than figuring out how long it will take, how much it will cost, and how to get to your starting point as directly and cheaply as possible. Walking the Camino is about you, about what you want for your life, and if you are brave enough to go after it. I think you are. And I'm here to help you find and nurture that courage, step by step, as you plan, prepare, and walk the Camino de Santiago. This is a big thing you want to do. Walking the Camino is a transformational experience. It's time spent going deeply into the present moment, walking with the sacred energy of the earth at a pace that slows the mind and opens the heart. It is a life-changing walk along an ancient path, a path that echoes with the spirit and wisdom of millions of pilgrims who have gone before you. This dream of yours, this dream of walking the Camino, it is important. Did I say it's a big thing? I meant huge. With the potential to bring you back home to who you really are, to heal your deepest hurts, to find and release your highest potential, to prepare you to go after your next dream and the dream after that. I suspect you have done plenty of other big things in your life, but this is, well, different. This one has the potential to change your life, to rearrange who you know yourself to be, And oh gosh, it looks like it's going to be quite an adventure. I trust this podcast is going a long way toward getting you ready to walk your pilgrimage on the Camino de Santiago. I would also like to invite you to join one of the groups I'll be leading this year in May and September as a way to get you started on this journey. We will work together to discover and then pay close attention to what you want for a -a once-in-a-lifetime pilgrimage to answer all of your questions so you're ready to go, to connect you with a small group of other first-time pilgrims before you leave for your walk, to nurture the determination and courage you need, and I believe you already have, to do this trip. And then we will walk together for the first four days on the trail from Saint-Jean-Pied-du-Port, France, to Pamplona in Spain. You can find out all the details at my website, thecaminoexperience.com. That link is in the show notes for this episode. Walking the Camino is about so much more than your packing list. What will your Camino be about? Whether or not you join one of my groups, I encourage you to spend some time thinking about why the Camino pilgrimage is calling to you and why now. And then keep asking those questions as the trail opens up before you. I wish you a beautiful journey. Bye for now.